and welcome to another edition of the World Cup Breakdown for Qatar 2022. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett. And in this episode, we're going to be taking a look at the chances of Senegal. TK, same question I've asked you in every episode so far. I assume you're an expert here. How much do you know about Senegal? Yeah, obviously... (laughs) From the moment we signed Salif Jal, I was uh, <laughs> considering myself an expert in Senegalese culture. And I know that that's where Patrick Vieira came from, as the chant tells me. So um, <laughs> two experts here. You're obviously far more up to date with uh, Sadio Mane. Yes. Did you know that Senegal is home to a tiny car-free island made entirely of seashells? I did not know that. Essentially, That's... they, they um, harvest the mollusks and then they use the shells to expand the island and it's just got one long footbridge going across it. So it's a little fishing village. Oh, nice. Um, not so nice. Killer hippopotamuses live in the rivers of Senegal. <laughs> Don't go taking a dip. <laughs> Senegal is home to a pink lake. The lake's high salt content attracts... Uh, some kind of bacteria I can't pronounce, which uh, gotcha. causes the pink colour. It could be that, or could be hippos are just eating people and it's just a bloody river. <laughs> yeah. um, although soccer is perceived as the national sport of Senegal, the grand sport of them all is wrestling. When a major match is in Senegal, over 70,000 spectators flood stadiums to cheer on their favourite wrestler. Jeez. Now, I included this just... I was reading this quite serious article on the things you need to know about Senegal. And then it said, Akon is Senegalese. <laughs> <laughs> so they want to claim those hits. They, they've had some great exports, but Akon, don't matter. Smack that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they disband they, uh disbarred him with uh, Blame It On Me where he just randomly said how am I supposed to know she was underage and it was like didn't need to tell us this tough lyric that but then he um, probably redeemed himself down the line with uh, some more hits and that cryptocurrency he was making so there you go Um, the unofficial dessert of Senegal is uh, Thiakri it's a blended mix of vanilla yogurt and uh, millet I don't know if you know what that is so like a small seeded flour. I've heard of that, but um, I can't say I had, uh, Sounds appetizing. Yeah, and they chuck some more sugar in there with it. And the national dish of Senegal, probably going to butcher the pronunciation, uh, Tiboudien. Sounds wrong, just the way I've said that. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of accents in there. That, um, anyway... It was invented by Pendant and by a famous 19th century cook and consists of fresh fish, dried fish, rice, a tomato, garlic, onion, chilli puree, and it's all served with many vegetables like pumpkin, cassava, eggplant and carrot. Your breath must be stinking (laughs) (laughs) after that. I meant to mention this earlier, just do you know that Martin Demichelis is the new manager of River Plate, by the way. So there, I did not know that. There's a guy who's That's transitioned. Mad. Yeah. Um, managed then by Aliou Cisse. Yep. They entered the tournament, high expectations, champions of Africa. They won their first AFCON in February, beating Mo Salah's Egypt on penalties, and then sealed their place at the World Cup 
by beating Mo Salah's Egypt in a playoff. Poor Mo. Probably the end of Mane's time at Liverpool. I mean, there was some said about the fact that effectively you didn't celebrate it at all because you had both guys in the final and it was like, well, which guy do we piss off here or which guy do we just play it neutral? But supposedly we were due to, weren't we? But Mane was like, no, nah, you don't have to. Cause- and we gave Elneny the biggest yeah. welcome you could have imagined. They line up in a 4-3-3, narrow to allow the fullbacks to bomb on. And if we're being honest, there's, there's not much invention in their midfield. So their first choice three is Adressa Gay, who's having a stinker of a season at Everton. For, for what we heard about him coming back, and I'm speaking to an Everton fan on a daily basis, he was in there because they were kind of trying to bring in a mixture of the youth and then offset it with the experience. So you have like the likes of Coleman and Gay and then you've got your Mikelenkos and your Pattersons and your James Garners. And then it's been like the experienced guys like Gay who've been as bad as anyone. Like he's been worse than Onana, for example. And now he's coming in, he's going to be playing in there with uh, Nampolis Mendy from Leicester and uh, Cheku Kriate who West Ham fans were glad to see the back of mm. however many years ago. They've got very good wingers is the largely the strength of the side. They've got Sadio Mane, we'll speak about him in a little bit, and um, Ishmael Assar, who is going down the Sander Burge route of when are you going to get this move out of the championship? <laughs> We've all talked you up. When are you going to get that move? Well, like three times it was the deal's done and it was what, Villa... United at one point. Big money as well. So. And then Forrest were linked with him, but so were. They were. <laughs> so they had a week where they went from, it was going to be him and um, Husamoa, and then gone either of them. Quite rightly, when Mane is in your team, 44% of the attacks go through his channel. Bloody hell. 34% down the right and then the rest through the middle where there's quite a lack of invention. Yeah. Basically, get the ball to Sadio. Defensively, they're really good. Under Cissé, they've conceded 51 goals in 77 games. They've posted the best defence in the last two AFCONs. Mendy's kept 14 clean sheets in 24 caps. But again, if we what we said about Gay... Mendy's not having a good time. Shaky. Not having a good time either. Um, at AFCON 2021, they shipped only two goals, conceded a tournament low per game totals of expected goals against. And then the shots on target, they conceded very few of them en route to uh, lifting the title. They try to press. They often press well in that midfield. What they make up, what they lack in the invention, they do make up for in defensive awareness and stability. And then beyond the ball, they've got Koulibaly at the centre of defence, who... Your boy. We don't see him as that guy in England. When you look at the passing maps and things like that, he actually starts a lot of their attacks with his diagonal passing, which I've not seen. I mean, <laughs> Chelsea fans haven't. No, they mentioned it in Napoli and then he came to England and maybe it's just this underutilised thing we're not seeing, but I wouldn't even put him, if I was categorising him for football manager, 
I wouldn't put him down as a ball-playing no, defender. No. But maybe in England, we, we do have some really top-tier yeah, yeah. playing centre-back. And, and Chelsea aren't playing great at the minute. He's just come in, so it's difficult. More settled, obviously, at Senegal. How many of these players do feel more comfortable, more confident, more responsible in the roles of their country? He Maybe yeah. he fits into that bracket. If you were going to visit Byron's bookies, uh, Senegal scored just once in their three AFCON group games and only beat Zimbabwe in the opening round thanks to a Mane penalty. They nearly double up on shots and expected goals. And then the actual goals they have scored, they go up by about eight in the second half of games. They're slow starters. Back the first half unders is what I'm telling you. <laughs> now, the issues they have, suddenly Mane is going to be fit for the majority of the group. I mean, it's insane. That's just mad. He's obviously nowhere near fit. They've just dragged him there. Yeah, he's still not travelled. Um, they're basically keeping him in Germany to do as much as they can with their facilities and then send him out of the last minute. Right. The alternative that will step into his shoes is um, Ilaman Ndiaye, who is at Sheffield currently. Oh, like for like them. Yeah. <laughs> so, we know what they're going to do. They're going to be high energy. They've got some high caliber players from the front to the back of the pitch. But they're going to need someone to put the ball in the back of the net. And it looks like... Bearing in mind they weren't prolific with money. That's that's a huge yeah. problem. Saar's going to have to step up. But I guess it's not a case of they're needing to blow teams away. If it is that defensively they can be they can be sound then maybe they can get by because I was reading one of the um, Senegalese like fan accounts of their national team today and they were saying, well, the idea obviously is we get through the group and then Mane comes in, but they say a lot of people are assuming that that's kind of a, well, we get through the group. And it's yeah, like, no. That, that, isn't, that isn't a given. No, no, not at all. No, the, the more you read around, the more you start worrying for Senegal against Qatar and Ecuador, you'd go, if you're struggling, they don't have a lot of creativity anyway, as you said, and your main goal scorer is out, where the goal is coming from against those two teams, it's, that's going to be difficult. There may be some level of, if they can get money back at all, at least the Netherlands game is first. So if you say that's a write-off, yeah. then you gamble it all on the second two games potentially, but um, they don't get past Qatar, do they? They don't get past your boys, do they? No, and then Ecuador don't have quite the same names going down the list, but they've got some Premier League. They've got three Premier League players just from Brighton in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you what, reading around there, um, South American qualifying is one of the most bipolar experiences you'll ever have. <laughs> like Some people are going, you know what, this team's got something. It's... Uh, underdogs that shouldn't be slept on and others are like yeah they scrape through they're, they're going to do absolutely nothing it's really difficult to get a gauge on them but if they're if you have a fully fit team you've got a, your head start on Senegal I, I just hate the look of that midfield like I understand yeah, what they can yeah. do and 
sometimes like a tournament like this will get the best out of players. You, and look, the it game is you if Adrissa Gay steps up in this game. Well, it's slower as well, isn't it? Fall. It is slower. Um, so, but looking, his game is destroying, breaking up, isn't it? It's yeah. not getting on the ball and creating for him. Yeah, but that's what I mean. In in the Premier League, or maybe the ball's going to be moved slower. I'd, it's not going to be as intense as the Premier League, and so maybe the age won't show as much. Like I don't remember him being spoken about in France as being a liability. It was we need to get this old guy off the books who's got some questionable issues that don't help us very much. Yeah, and he's in that environment. He's also not a star name, is he? And they wanted stars really around that that time. He's the less fashionable one. The the other thing we haven't spoken about in in most of these pods, but it will be a factor how much I don't know, but the heat or whatever in these games, how much our team's going to be able to be charging around like madmen, that, that will add to the already slow pace of international football. Probably or could benefit just some of these teams that are used to it more, which that's mm. the main thing we hear about the African Cup of Nations, isn't it? It's the sole reason it's played in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Maybe, maybe <laughs> and our, our lads are always treated like a pasty fuckers. You can't deal with anything above <laughs> yeah. twenty degrees. It's too much for them. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's going to be interesting. I do I do like Ishmael Assar. It doesn't sound like they're going to be the most fun team to watch. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're probably right because I watched some of Afcon and it wasn't the, it wasn't a lot of fun uh, the midfield wasn't fun but that's a tough one yeah. to tell they have Carlos Quiroz and there's the manager and it's the final I'm just uh, the midfield when it's not a I good saw that, I was like whoa um, technical ability is a, <laughs> a I'm, very free is a premium isn't it we've complained about Rice Henderson and Phillips together where it's like <laughs> there's not enough adventure in there <laughs> and then yeah, you've got Koyate. Go on, then get on the ball, yeah. son. Do something. So, I don't know. Maybe the expectation will be a hindrance. I don't know. It certainly but- will. I mean, if they think they can go take Mane, get through the group, and we'll go. Yeah. I mean, that is suggests an expectation that is a bit loftier than they probably should. Well. I know there was a, there was a big thing during Afcon, and there was the game wasn't there with the referee that couldn't get his timings right. Finished the game on eighty five minutes, whatever. But, but there there was a thing certainly online where there was kind of a you need to start taking it seriously. Yep. Because I can point they were saying you could point at a game in the Premier League and you can say look at what this referee is doing in there, and it was right the way across and maybe they're going to come in with a bit of a point to prove like we're the guys, we're the champions and we're going to show what Africa can do. Maybe that isn't going to cross their mind. There's a case always being made for the African teams for that though, isn't it? And the same as you always get ex-players constantly going, when's an African team going to win it? Well, that's not a winning World Cup team, is it? Like if they won the World Cup, you'd be like, this is an incredible upset. What an achievement. It's a good team, but not a great team. And that tends to be, we always have, some African teams coming out where we think they could do something. But there was teams but you're never like tipping them to win. The Torres and Drogba and... Yeah, yeah. Ivory Coast were obviously tipped up for a bit. Obviously, that Ghana team, it was seen as an opportunity for them at that point. So, there's been there's been teams there and I think they think they're going to be that team this year. I might have gone along with it if Mane was fit, as it is... We'll see. I mean, maybe he makes a miraculous, discover- uh, miraculous recovery, but... I hope they got a better witch doctor than Pogba got. Yeah. <laughs> because they're talking about that witch doctor, and I'm thinking, the record isn't good yeah, so far. Google reviews <laughs> aren't up there. Um, 
Do, do, do you think they get through the group? I think they might not. I think they might struggle. I think they come third or fourth. Because we've talked up Qatar. We've just talked of Ecuador. <laughs> no, because no, instinctively I think, yeah, of course, Senegal second. Um, no, I'll, I think they'll scrape second and I don't think it'll be pretty. I think they will. I just Them, Qatar and Ecuador, I don't think there's much in it. And I think people think Senegal are a level above. I don't think it is, but I think maybe the experience of scraping through some of those games in AFCON probably helps you. Um, and I think they'll probably keep it tight and maybe yeah. nick a goal, but it won't be a please on the eye. Um, I'm going to say they don't qualify. I'm talking up Ecuador on my head at the moment. I may say they finish bottom. <laughs> it, look, it's, it's entirely possible. I do wonder where the goals will come from. I do. There's not a lot of creativity in there. But, but tournament football is such that yeah. you can kind of be that sort of team and scrape yeah. through. Well, there we go. Thanks for listening to another edition of our World Cup Breakdown. Keep an eye on spitballingpod.com and our podcast feed for things right the way through the tournament. We'll be getting something up directly after the England... Well, not directly after. After the England game on Monday, there'll be something up on the feed that night. So keep an eye out there. Keep an eye everywhere. As always, we'll be back. Goodbye.